you guys. Welcome back to Unfiltered with me, Lindsay Hughes. I'm so excited to have you guys here as always. And I hope that you guys are doing well. It is, I think it's going to be the first day of February when this episode gets posted. So happy February. I mean, January is one of my least favorite months, but I feel like this year it kind of Well, part of me feels like it flew by. I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, it's already February. Part of me is like, no, it actually feels like it's been a long time since Christmas and New Year's. So I don't know. I guess January was pretty cool. Nothing really too wild happened for me, but I feel like overall it was a better January than usual. I guess that's, I guess that's a good thing. But anyways, Months aside, um, yes, happy February. I hope that you guys are doing well. Welcome back to the podcast. So today I felt inspired to talk about something very relatable, something that I know that I've been through that I haven't really talked about too much on any of my platforms, but uh, it really is a real thing to look back on and be like, wow, I completely experienced my quarter life crisis of my early to mid 20s. Have you guys experienced years yet? Because um, not that it necessarily happens for everyone, but I think it's very, very normal to go through a period, even if you can't go back to it and be like, oh my gosh, that was my, that was completely my quarter life crisis. Like I can go back to mine, which we're going to talk about it today in this episode. But what I've learned from hearing from you guys and talking to friends and just, you know, over the years is that most people do probably experience this time period in their early to mid to late 20s. It usually happens sometimes in the 20s because that's about, you know, ish, a quarter of your life-ish, depending on, of course, how long we live. And it just happens. There's this period of feeling lost or confused or not knowing what your path is, your purpose Asking yourself so many questions like, am I happy with what I'm doing? Oh my gosh, just stress over life and feeling lost. And it really is a real thing, you guys, that so many of us go through. And I honestly feel like, yes, you know, you hear the phrase, you hear midlife crisis more than that, which, ooh, I'm getting ready for that. Well, just kidding. I'm not getting ready yet for it, but we'll probably be experiencing another crisis in this life. So but you hear midlife crisis a lot more. Sometimes you hear quarter life crisis, but I do feel like not that many people talk about this period of just like being in your 20s and just questioning everything about your life and your purpose and your job and like where you're at. I'm going to open up to you guys today about what that was like for me, you know, how old I was, how I feel like it came on, and overall how I believe that I got through it because yes, we have persevered. We're not in it anymore. (laughs) Not to say that another crisis couldn't come any day, but yeah, I felt inspired to talk about that today. And last week I asked you guys what you wanted to hear. And after the marriage topic, which was the number one most requested, this was the second place winner. So I figured, why don't I just do it next week? Since a lot of you guys wanted to hear that one too. So to all of you guys that wanted to hear the quarter life crisis episode, she has arrived. So we'll get into that in just a few minutes here. Um, As for a little, you know, intro, a little life catch up of this week. Really the week flew by, I can't lie, but it was a good week. What did I do this week? I worked out this week. I hung out with Jared a pretty good amount this week. I got some good work done. Um, What else? I went on a cute date with Jared. We went 
bowling and to get like drinks and that was so fun because we've never been bowling together we kind of just usually do like dinner or like cooking at my place for our dates and that's so fun like I love cooking together so much but this was fun because I just hadn't been bowling and probably like I don't even remember the last time I went and it was so fun and we were really warming up and just like I wasn't that good but I got better as the night went on and I had the time of my life and I'm like oh my gosh I want to go back that was so fun that was probably a highlight of this week that was really fun just a little cute date night and then what else did I do this week um I guess I'll talk about it more in my bops and flops of the week but overall I had a good week it flew by I feel like where is the time going but I'm excited to welcome in the month of February and yeah I'm just yeah you know, I'm feeling good oh there was like a full moon last week that happened the moon was very bright full beautiful she was gorgeous I think that happened a few days ago I usually do feel like a feel more emotional around a full moon I would say like like typically um not always I think this one was you know mellow for me Okay, now I'm just talking about random shit. Anyway, let's go ahead and get into our bops and flops of the week. Bops and flops of the week. My flop, I only really have one, and it is letting things pile up and procrastinating, but really with things that aren't even that hard. Like I found myself putting off the most mundane and quick of tasks. Just to give you an example of the types of things that I will put off, filling up my ice trays, okay? So I don't have an ice maker, so you know, you gotta make that ice. So put the water in the Brita, which takes, you know, just a few seconds, and then pour it from the Brita into the ice trays. Now, I have two ice trays, and I like having a good amount of ice because... I use a lot of ice, <laughs> okay? And I will seriously just only fill up like one of the ice trays. I'll just leave the other one. I won't even fill it up, even though it would take legitimately an extra like maximum, probably probably 25 or 30 seconds extra to fill up the second ice tray. But I apparently in my brain would rather just run out of ice or not have enough ice then just fill up the second one at the same time as I'm filling up the first one. And I just want to know, is this normal? Like, who puts off things that take 30 seconds? Probably a lot of us, actually. (laughs) But I don't know, guys. I don't know if that was a bad example, but just to tell you that I have noticed that coming out more this week, procrastinating things, big things, work things, things that I always procrastinate. And it's just like, you know, yes, I'm a procrastinator in a lot of ways, but why am I putting off like this most simple of tasks? But that's like the overall flop of the past week, you guys. I don't know if that was dumb or a random one, but uh, that's what it is. And that's really the only flop of the week that I could think of. So I feel pretty, pretty good about that. So moving on to my bops, my first bop, wow very 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 excited about this bop is if you saw my instagram story you would know that i did like a little well i'm almost i'm still finishing it up but like a mini living room little makeover i got a new couch i got a new rug it looks so freaking beautiful in the space and i'm obsessed i'm like why didn't i do this earlier last week i talked to you guys about my facebook marketplace 
um, getting back into that, I sold my sectional on Facebook Marketplace in less than a day to the first people that came to look at it for the asking price, which was higher than I like thought I even wanted to get for the sectional. But at the same time, I feel like, of course, it's better to start high when you're selling something. And then if people come to look at it and they're like, okay, I think maybe it's worth like this much. So maybe they'll try to negotiate with you. Literally this iconic couple came by, they looked at the sectional, which I vacuumed it for quite a while. So I got it ready for them. She was looking good. Anyway, I listed it at $700, which is like, I mean, I feel like, I guess I could have maybe even listed it for more. It was probably like 1200 or 1400 originally, but of course, like I've used it for two and a half years, so I would never list it at a new price when it was used. Um, anyway, so I listed it for 700 bucks and I was like, I'll just start here. But like, realistically, I would have accepted like 500, maybe even 400 for the sectional if like that's what I got for it. And this couple came by, they looked at it for literally 30 seconds and they were like, okay, 700 and hands me $700 cash. And they're like, okay, we're going to take it. Like it honestly couldn't have worked out better. I know I made a PSA about Facebook marketplace last week, but if you guys have anything, you're trying to make some extra money, you have anything in your house that you're like, I'm not really, I don't need this anymore. You know, any pieces to make some extra cash listing stuff on Facebook Marketplace. So yes, that is such a bop. Like I feel like I have a completely new living room and I love the way it turned out. So that is an extreme bop, I would say. Um, and my last bop of the week, I only have like two that I could think of this week, but this one's a really good one. I got to meet my boyfriend's sisters for the first time and I actually met his parents briefly for the first time too. That was such a bop. It was so cute. It was so fun. Um, we got blowouts, which was so fun. My hair is literally still like waved from my blowout three days ago. I do need to take a shower, but when you get a blowout, you can kind of let your hair go an extra day or two. <laughs> and that was so fun. And then we went to dinner and it was just so cute. Like it was just me and his sisters. And I love like, of course it would have been fun to hang out with Jared, but it was also so fun to just like really get to talk to them. It was just cute. I haven't gotten to meet them before. And I'm definitely excited that now, like I know them and they're in my life and we're going to continue hanging out. And that just means a lot to me. And it was cute of how Jared reacted to just being like, just means so much to me. Like they loved you so much. And it's just, I feel good about that. Cause that was something like personally that I was like waiting for in this relationship to like meet his family. So I, he has a pretty big family. So I have more family members to meet, which I'm very excited about, but I got to at least meet my first few members of the fam and bond with his sisters and have just like a cute girl's day. And that really was one of the highlights. Of Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Of my last week, so I had to include it in the bops and flops of this week. Well, guys, that's pretty much it for my bops and flops. They were a little bit shorter this week. All right, so I'm going to set the scene for you guys now. My quarter-life crisis. I think it took place primarily the year of 2016. So I was 21 and turned 22 that year. I think my quarter-life crisis was mostly at the age of 22, So I feel like a lot of people could relate to it being around that age because that was like after I was out of college and I had kind of been doing, you know, going through the motions, doing my thing. I had been doing YouTube already for five years at this time. So that was my, you know, full-time job. And I kind of was just like, I mean, I had a very good life. Like I had a lot of friends. I lived in a beautiful apartment, lived in Los Angeles. Like I was doing good, like on paper, right? Like I had a great life. I was traveling, doing fun things, had good people in my life, etc. But as a lot of you may know, Having good things in your life doesn't necessarily prevent you from questioning everything, (laughs) you from um, being in a stable place, right? So I guess I don't even really know what sparked my quarter-life crisis, but... So starting in the year of 2015 is when I would say this was my time where I look back on my YouTube and all of that... And I was in a very confused, unmotivated place. So this was like the year on my channel where I just wouldn't post for like a month or two. And I did not know what type of content I wanted to be making anymore. I was second guessing everything. I felt this like, I think if I really look back, it was the time where I was growing out of, you know, the more like teenage um, idea of my channel because I had been gone off to college and moved out on my own. And I was definitely, you know, more of an adult. And it was just that time on my channel where I felt and a lot of like the lifestyle YouTubers have this kind of idea too, where you, you feel like there's a point where your channel has to grow up. And it's a confusing time because a lot of people are like, you've changed, you've changed, you've changed. But you're just in that place where you're like, okay, yes, I have changed because I'm not, you know, the 16 year old, the 15 year old that I was when I started this channel anymore. You know, at this point I was like, I guess 19 or 20 or something like that. So that was like 2015, Lindsay. I would say like on the surface, I was happy. I had a lot of great things going for me. Um, I graduated college in 2015. I moved out on my own to my downtown loft in 2015. Like a lot of things were going really, really great. But that doesn't mean that in my head I wasn't like, you know, still in a confused, unmotivated, weird. It's so strange because... Like LA is a place that you can be so extremely like motivated by, of course, like moving there and what's going on around you because LA is a very like hustle 
place. You know, people move there to follow their dreams, essentially. It's easy to get into that like hustle mindset when you're in LA, but also it can be very, very draining and be like, oh my gosh, everyone around me is like killing it. Like so successful. Like everyone here is like, you know, you can get easily into that mindset of feeling really unmotivated, which is something I I don't know. I feel like it wasn't really just because I was in LA. I don't blame it on like living in LA. I think that overall, just your early 20s, that whole kind or mid 20s, like that whole kind of time where you're in college, finishing college, just out of college, post-grad. I think overall that that time is confusing and a lot of people feel lost and a lot of people don't know, like, is this next step that I think that I've thought this whole time that I'm going to be taking, whether it's graduating or whether it's applying for jobs in your field that you just graduated from, or whether it's like taking that job and starting that job or moving to a new city, moving out on your own for the first time. And you you just start questioning a lot of things and being like, is this, wait, this isn't how I thought it was going to be. Or like, is this what I even want? Like I've spent all this time dedicated to this goal and then maybe you get there, maybe you get that job, maybe you move to that new city, you have this place you're living on your own, your first like apartment on your own or whatever. And you're like, what the heck? I still don't feel fulfilled. Is this how it's supposed to feel? Like, what is this? And just the struggle of like being a real adult and feeling like you should have it all figured out and know your life's purpose, your one true life's purpose. Like this is, you know, a whole spiral of things that I started to just second guess everything. Um, Anyway, let's get back into the beginning of my quarter life crisis. I think that I knew I was kind of in a funk period because people around me were noticing it. People would literally say to me, like some of my friends, people that saw me were like, I feel like you're in a funk. Like you just seem like you're kind of in like a, like people knew it. (laughs) And I knew that I was in a funk too, but I didn't think that that was, you know, I would say like, I didn't think, oh, I'm in this quarter life crisis right now. It kind of feels like you're just in a lost funk, confused place. Right. But then maybe a year or two or five later, looking back on that time, once you're not in it anymore, you could be like, oh, that was definitely my quarter life crisis, right? The main thing is I wasn't content with staying where I was at. And I, which is weird because I loved LA. I loved my friends. I loved my apartment. I was paying violent amounts of rent for my apartment. So you would think that would make it worth it to me to stay in LA most of the time. But no, I at this time specifically, like I've always been a big traveler, but at this time specifically, I remember I was traveling every chance I got. I was taking like super long road trips, like two week long road trips. And then I would get back to LA and be there for like a week or like a few days. And then I would go on a weekend trip. Every chance I got, I was going to a festival. I was escaping. I would take road trips alone. Um, In the prime, prime period of my funk, I was over LA or I was like, I don't know. I just want to like go see other places. Like I literally wanted to like live in another city for a month. So I was like, I've always wanted to like kind of explore San Francisco more. So I booked an Airbnb for two weeks in San Francisco and just alone. And I just went there and lived. I wish I could have stayed for longer, but bitch, it was expensive (laughs) because San Francisco 
oh my god she's more expensive than LA like that was so much money looking back I'm like probably wasn't the best use of my time to spend that much money on that and then also be simultaneously paying for two weeks of rent that I wasn't using but like I said you just do like crazy shit when you're in a period like this you're like I have to leave like and that was me I think traveling has always been one of my my escapes and things that keeps my life like fun and fresh to go on little trips. I love traveling, but um, I think using it as an escape is not necessarily, I mean, of course, traveling is an escape, right? But like going away to try and like avoid your life or your routine or your problems and doing that like all the time, I don't necessarily think like that is the healthiest way to look at traveling and I was doing that like I would not stay in LA for longer than like two weeks or three weeks without going on another trip going for a weekend away like booking something like I always was like on the move going to the next thing I really feel like I was searching for more and I wasn't happy with where I lived I think that was a part of it too so I made like this video on my old vlog channel on living like Lindsay in 2016 whenever I was staying in San Francisco like at that Airbnb I think it was called like being in a funk it was just this video about me being in a funk and I filmed it like outside on the balcony when I first got there and I was like I'm so confused about everything and I just remember to this day like the comments on that video were like a lot everyone was like trying to help me I feel like because I was just so confused in that video. I was like, I don't even know if I like want to do YouTube anymore. I don't know if I want to have like a different job. I don't think I want to live in LA anymore. Everything, right? I was questioning everything. And that's what happens when you're in a funk and you're in this like confused period. So yeah, I think a big part of it too was my funk kind of happened when I realized like, I don't know if I want to live in LA anymore. And I started being kind of like, because I'd always loved it so much. And then, I don't know, I guess whenever 2016, my funk hit me, my quarter life crisis, I started being like, you know what, I, I think I want to live somewhere else. And but I didn't know where and I just was like, Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to start over. What am I doing? I was also at a place still with my YouTube, I was very like, not super motivated and I didn't really know like I was going back and forth a lot with the content that I was creating and like pretty inconsistent and just yeah like 2015 2016 I would say a lot of it was driven by like me not knowing the direction of my content so I guess how I would compare that to like you guys being in you know the real world but probably not being having YouTube as your career would be like just feeling confused in like a big, big aspect of your life, like your career and like something you've been doing for a really long time and then just starting to like question everything and like not having motivation and not having direction. So that's kind of how I started feeling. I even did things like, which I don't think this is like a weird thing to do, but at that time I was like, I feel like I want to just like get a part-time job at free people. <laughs> like, I don't know why I, that was a random idea that I had. I was like, I need to like do something different with my days. Like, I should get a part-time job. And like, I remember, I think I like briefly, did I like apply? I don't think I fully applied, but I was really just like, oh, I need to like get a part-time job. And then I'm like, wait a second, I'm going to be making like 
probably $12 an hour. Like, is that worth my time? And then I just started second guessing everything and being like, no, I guess I don't want to have a retail job. I remember I would like write and journal a lot at this time. I spent a lot of time alone. I spent a lot of time trying to figure out what I wanted and what I was feeling, but I'm going to be honest. I don't think that helped me that much. I don't think that like sitting there and thinking about how lost I was and confused I was really helped me very much. Um, Maybe it helped me to like write and like get it out on paper just so my thoughts were out on paper. But I don't think that like overall, you know, thinking about it a lot, like my mom, I remember would tell me like at this time, just sit with it, just sit with how you're feeling, sit with your emotions And that's kind of a thing that you hear from people too, like, oh, if you're feeling emotional or whatever, or you're feeling confused or lost, like just sit with it. I'm going to be honest. I don't think that works for me because I'm an overthinker. And so when I think about all that, I'm just letting myself feel it. And I can't like fix what it is that I'm feeling or my problem. I just start to like spiral more And I think I can go into like really confused places where I start questioning more than I was questioning when I first sat down. (laughs) And then I start questioning literally everything (laughs) and like going into a spiral. But let's talk about like why we might enter a funk period at this time in our lives. It is so confusing being in the age of like your early to mid 20s especially, especially that period of time, like after you graduate and then your life kind of almost starts again. It's like a new life because you, if you think about it, like we are in school our entire lives. So, you know, if if you take the tradition, traditional route of, you know, graduating high school and then starting college and then going to college and graduating college, which some people do, some people don't, but I find that like around That time period is where a lot of people's funks stem from because think about it. You have this like schedule and purpose of being in school, doing homework, having classes, having a routine. You have that for 22, 23-ish, sometimes more, depending on how long you're in school, years of your life. And then all of a sudden you graduate and one day it's like, well, that's not your life anymore. You don't have to ever be in school again if you don't want to. And when you don't have something that's giving you that schedule and routine and purpose anymore, and then you are thrown into all these questions of, oh, like, okay, where are you going to go get a job? Where are you going to live? Where are you going to move? Who are your friends going to be? What are you going to do? Blah, blah, blah. How much money are you going to have? Like, holy shit, everything is fucking scary and it's very confusing and i think that's where most people can relate to like this period of feeling confused, lost, just like holy shit, like i'm stressed out, what is my purpose? Is this what i want? What is my life? So just know you guys how normal it is to have <laughs> these feelings in these confusing times, just feeling lost, feeling confused. Trust me, like this is the most normal thing in the world. Some people might not have their quarter life crisis until they're like 27, 28, that's another common age that I hear. 25, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be at this like 22, right out of college age. And now I wanted to talk about 
how long did mine last and how did I get out of it? And then I want to read a couple of messages from you guys and read those so other people can relate to you guys' situations maybe if they're in a similar one. And a lot of you guys offered some good advice for how you got out of your quarter-life crises as well. So how long did my quarter-life crisis last? I think, you know, of course there's not like a month that I'm like, okay, it started here and it ended here. Like it wasn't that linear, but I do think I was in a funk for kind of like over a year. I think I was in like a two-year funk from like, sometime in 2015 to sometime in 2017, I was big funk energy. There was a lot going on in my life, you know, moving and questioning everything and moving out of LA. And I didn't really talk about this yet, but I think a part of my funk as well was when I had to move home to my parents' house to save money when I was 22 and 23. And I felt really, um, well, it was a mix of, I felt really grateful that I was able, that I knew that that was a backup plan that I could have and that I was able to like live there for free and save money that I would have been paying in rent so that I could save money to move to Idaho and like move out on my own again. Because I was like, at this time, I've talked about this before. Like I had a lot of debt. I was $15,000 in debt for a year, a year and a half. I think it took me a year and a half to pay off all my debt, but I did. Oh, literally best day of my life. <laughs> um, hopefully we'll never return. But if you are in a place like that, I've made, um, I think I made an episode talking about money and my debt. I'm almost positive you guys. If I can't think of the name of it right now, but I'm almost positive we have a whole episode dedicated to money and debt and stuff like that. So I'm going to put it in the description box of this episode. I think I do, you guys. I feel like I'm hallucinating if I don't have an episode like that, but I think it's just because I can't remember what it's called right now. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. I moved out of LA. I had to move back to my parents' house. Um, a part of me was like ashamed for that. A part of me felt really like I'm regressing and like, wow, I can't believe that I was like on my own for so many years, for like five years. And now like I am like living rent free at my parents' house. I don't know, even though it was just a temporary thing for me, like I only lived there, I believe for like six or seven months, but I can relate if any of you guys like are in that place where you're feeling like, I feel like I should be farther along and I feel like I shouldn't have had to do this, but also just knowing that it's like extremely, extremely normal even especially like nowadays, like in COVID times, I know it's more normal than ever to be like living at home with your family and maybe not having that as like, you know, the plan, but it's just what ended up happening or, you know, you just wanted to be with your family more, whatever it is like, but yeah, I remember that was part of my funk too, was like, I have to get out of LA. I need to move home. I really need to save money. I'm like stressed about money. It was just this whole thing. So anyway, I believe that my quarter life crisis lasted like probably around a year. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a, it was long. And so how did I move forward? How did I get out of my crisis? And honestly, I know this answer might not be what you want to hear, but truly the answer is time and patience. 
Um, I know that that's not a good answer, but I'm seriously just being so genuine. The only thing that got me out of it was being patient and literally just like going through my days, trying to do what was best for me at that time, um, trying to focus on things that made me happy and not feeling so confused about everything. I have these like journal entries from that time period when I was living at home. I wrote this one journal entry. I think I was just having like an emotional day because I wrote this one journal entry and it was like, nothing motivates me. I can't believe I'm here like at my parents' house. I don't know where I want to move. I don't know what I want. Nothing feels good good like a bitch was emo (laughs) and once again I think I was just having a hard time because I had a lot of I don't feel feel like I was in a horrible place when I like moved back to my parents house I mean I was struggling with some things but I you know my mental health I feel like was still pretty good like I had friends I was in a the beginning of a relationship I was pretty happy in my relationship if I really look back I'm like okay the number one thing that helped me get through this was just time and patience with myself so just like I know that's probably not what you want to hear but you you will probably look back six months a year down the road and be like okay I feel better than I do right now if you're in the prime of a a crisis or a funk um it might not be that time period you know like these things can last short periods of time they can last long periods of time being patient with myself and realizing that it's okay that I didn't have it all figured out, which I think is a hard thing because you're struggling so much with like, I feel like I should at this age have my career figured out, have my life figured out. You know, you think when you're a kid, oh my gosh, when I'm like 25, I'm going to definitely be a full adult and have my whole life figured out. But then when you realize that you're 25 and you're like, wait, what the fuck am I doing? (laughs) Then everything's like a mind fuck. Trying to be really, really gentle with yourself, patient with yourself, and being okay with actually being in that confusing place. So I'm not going to go back to the advice of sit with it, but essentially like kind of being okay with where you're at. And I think what you have to do is find joy in what does bring you happiness and focus on those things. So focus on the things that are good in your life and that do give you a sense of joy or purpose and not all the things that make you feel worried and confused. And I know that's easier said than done, right? But trying to do those things, whether it's, I don't know, like yoga or working out or meditating or hanging out with a friend or being with your family, being with your partner, going out and taking a hike or taking yourself on walks, whatever it is that does bring you some peace and happiness, do those things more because those things are going to put you in a better mind frame to like want to do other things that make you feel good. Yeah, that's kind of how I got out of mind, you guys. Be patient with yourself. Give it time. You will not feel this way forever. I know everyone always says that, like, you're not going to feel like this forever, but it is true. It doesn't make it any easier to hear, like, oh, you're going to feel better. It's not going to last forever, but just know you're going to come out stronger on the other side. Okay, you guys, now I wanted to hear from a few of you guys. So I asked you guys on Instagram on the podcast Instagram, which you can follow if you ever want to participate in the episodes. It's always linked in the show notes of the episodes. I asked you guys, what was your quarter life crisis experience? So let's hear from you guys. 
Um, I got a voice message that I wanted to start it off with from Jennifer. Hey, Lindsay. First of all, thank you so much for making this a podcast episode because a bitch is going through it right now. And it would be nice to not feel alone. Um, For me personally, I just kind of feel like I'm struggling to find an identity. I graduated college last year, which was, you know, cool, but... I just came to the realization that after college, I kind of realized maybe I majored in the wrong thing. So like, now what? You know, do I just pack it all up and start all over? And what if I fail again? And that, along with just learning to love myself and leave back, you know, old ways and unhealthy mindsets that I was taught, just learning to change and just growing and yeah. That's kind of my deal. Thank you so much for sharing. And first of all, I want to say you are not alone. Anyone that's feeling in a funk or in a confused period, just that's like the overall message of this episode is like you are the opposite of alone because this is so normal. So just know that you are not the only one feeling this way. I think a lot of people probably go through a similar experience to what you just mentioned, which is like, graduating and being like okay this is what I just majored in and finished school for the past you know four or five years and now I'm like oh my gosh should I did I waste time did I not major in the right thing is this what I want to do I think maybe first of all don't like rush to any decisions and never feel like your education was wasted or you did the wrong thing because I feel like that is something that you wanted either at that time or maybe a Part, big part of you still wants and maybe you're just second guessing it and also just know that I, I do believe that I don't think everyone has this like one thing that they have to do um and there's only one thing I really don't believe that I think that people can try different things and people are typically good at multiple things even if you can't like point it off the top of your head like other people could probably point out the things that you're good at and you wouldn't even necessarily like think of those things initially so maybe with your degree you could actually seek like different types of work different types of jobs and maybe something that's not that super specific in what you graduated in um you know you could try to find other things if you think that that would bring you some more fulfillment you could try to find other jobs if you're not necessarily super excited about whatever you majored in and if that doesn't work out and you do find yourself being like you know what maybe I want to go back to school maybe I want to learn something else I think that just ask yourself like Is that something that you really want to dedicate your time to? Is that something that you're passionate about? And I don't like this whole idea that we have to like limit ourselves to this like one major and then it's like that's what you have to get a job in and that's like what you have to do for the rest of your life. I think that overall just know this is so normal to feel you're not alone. You're going every day you are figuring out more who you are. You know, you said you were struggling with identity And I think that's a big thing too that comes up with being in a funk and just being like, you know, what do I identify as? Who am I? Like what, what makes me, me? And I think every day you will figure that out more, just doing the things that do bring you joy, that do, that you are passionate about, whatever they are, do those things more and focus on what makes you feel good. So now I wanted to just like quickly read through a few of you guys' responses about your quarter life crisis, crises. (laughs) This one literally just says, it hasn't ended since I was like 14 and now I'm 21. That's too real. Honestly, that is that is too real. After graduating college during COVID, I had a quarter life crisis. 
Up until that point, I felt like my life was on a linear track and I always knew what was coming next and had plenty of resources to turn to if for some reason I didn't know, like a college advisor, for example. But after graduating, everything was so up in the air and I had to move back in with my parents, which just made things a lot more overwhelming for me because I felt like I was regressing back to my high school self. I was in such a funk and felt like I had already hit my peak in life and there was nowhere to go from there. It took me forever to get a job and it's not even my desired field, but I started seeing a therapist and moved out with some friends and things are looking up. Oh, we love to hear it. We love to hear that things are looking up. I relate to so much of what you said with having to move home, feeling like you're regressing. And actually, I didn't even talk about this, but when you said I felt like I had already hit my peak in life and there was nowhere to go from there. Honestly, I've never really talked about this before, but that's something that sometimes can haunt me and I think about because I don't necessarily feel like I've hit my hit my peak in life with like me as a person, but you know how your ego can like make you be like, "Oh, my peak in life is like when I would maybe be like the most successful, which a lot of times I do feel like I already hit my peak in my career when I was younger and my YouTube channel was really like taking off at that point. You know, like I'm just gonna be honest, like I I, I do feel like I kind of hit my peak with at least like views and success and that kind of stuff. I do feel like I've hit my peak there. So that's something that's hard for me not to go back to and be like, oh fuck, like, But at the same time, it's like, okay, that doesn't mean that I can't be happy in my work. That doesn't mean that I can't be like a happier (laughs) version of myself than I ever was. You know what I mean? So um, that's something that can creep up on you, honestly, feeling like you've peaked. Oof, that is that is a daunting thought, honestly. But thank you so much for sharing. I feel like this was extremely relatable and I love hearing that you moved out, things are looking up, you got a job, you know, just keep like, literally just keep doing those things. And that's the best thing you can do. And just also realizing, I know I say this a lot, you guys, but like, nobody really has it all figured out. Nobody's really living every day like, wow, I just have everything figured out. I feel like I'm never going to feel like I'm a real adult because if I don't feel like it at age 26, I'm probably not going to feel like a real adult. Not sure I consider it a quarter-life crisis exactly as I'm 21 and only finishing up college, but I think a lot of people in their 20s struggle to find purpose. For me, a lot of it came from intense academic pressure, especially in high school, focusing so much on college, and a lot of my peers are now unsure of themselves after graduating. We're always asking ourselves, what's next? Instead of living in the moment and appreciating where we are at without worrying too much about where we are going. It's hard because we all want to feel successful, but we all define that differently. But society makes us think that that means making a lot of money or being famous or things like that. Oh, this is such a good message. I feel like I love the way you put that, specifically when you said, we're always asking ourselves, what's next? Instead of living in the moment and appreciating where we are at without worrying too much about where we're going. Oh my God, that like, that hit different. I don't even, I'm speechless after that. That is just, that was straight tea. Okay, so this is, I love this because this is some advice for how um, somebody says they kind of got out of theirs. I definitely have had one, even though I'm only 23, LMAO. 
I got through it by setting a goal and actually accomplishing it and not just waiting around for life to just happen to me. For example, I worked hard and got my dream job and now I'm finally moving out of my parents' house. That was a huge goal of mine. I love this. Like, yes, focusing, even if like everything feels so overwhelming, maybe focusing on one thing, like how am I going to move out or how am I going to get this job that I want to get? I love this, what you said of like, actually setting a goal and accomplishing it and not just waiting around for life to just happen to me. And I think that's very easy a lot of times to let life just happen to you and just roll in with the motions. And goal setting is really important because it keeps you accountable and it keeps you on track for the things that you do want, right? So let's all, myself included, set like one goal, you know, if we haven't already, for this month, for this year, it can be something really, really small. It can be something really, really big. Let's just, you know, one thing to like focus on. And I think that starting with one little thing and the steps you take to work to get there, that is a great place to start if you're in this funk period. Okay, let's read another one. I had a quarter life crisis about a year ago. I was 25 at the time. Whenever I had been working what I thought was my dream job, trauma nurse in the ER, for the past three years, and I was living alone, I began to realize that what I had been working for all those years was not fulfilling me at all. I made a complete change and switched up the type of nursing job I was doing, took a chance on a relationship, and moved in with my then-boyfriend, we are now engaged, and I stopped apologizing when I decided to put self-care first. I put my happiness first, and that's made all the difference. I stopped listening to others tell me what I should or shouldn't do and started doing what made me happiest. Oh, bitch, yes. So that is some great advice. Also, when I was reading through you guys, even some of the ones that I'm not reading, that so many of these quarter-life crises and funks were related to career. And mine was too, you know? Like, that kind of, like, sparked mine, I would say, just being like, what am I doing? What do I want to create? I should be doing more. I'm just doing this. I've been doing this for so long. One thing leads you to another thing too. Like you're not necessarily starting, if you're taking a job or whatever, you're not necessarily saying, okay, this is what I'm going to do for the next 50 years of my life. Like you can always, one thing leads to another, leads to another. And I think that we start to see that when we do just like say yes to things. Um, Of course, if it doesn't feel right, you know, don't say yes to it. But I think, yeah, it's hard being in especially the early stages or like entering your career. There's a lot more like unsureness or just like you kind of have to like settle in to going from school and college to this new life or maybe it's a nine to five or whatever this new schedule is. And it just like feels weird to adjust to that. Just because you're saying yes to a certain job or something, that doesn't mean you're like locking into it forever. So keeping your options open and, you know, making connections with people because one thing can always lead to another thing. Meeting somebody can always lead to meeting another person who can give you, you know, this opportunity or introduce you to this person. So keeping an open mind about that stuff too with like everything related to career and feeling really lost there is like sometimes it's just like taking the first step. Okay, I'm going to leave it off with this one because I think this is like a really good Last message to leave it off. My quarter life crisis happened when I felt like everyone around me was doing the same thing. For example, going to college, partying, thriving, 
and I wasn't. I felt like I had no direction, felt stuck living in my parents' house, and embarrassed for going to community college. But I finally realized that everyone is on different paths, and I'm where I'm meant to be. It took a lot of reflection and being honest with what I genuinely want my life to look like and what does and doesn't serve me. Comparison is literally the thief of joy. It really clicked when I realized how much power there is in trusting your path and knowing you are exactly where you're supposed to be. Oh, yes. Love so much that you pointed that out. And I think it's the perfect thing to like end this conversation on. Yes, the power of just, I am where I need to be. I'm on my own path. Comparison is the thief of joy. So true. It's so hard to not compare yourself and be like, I should be here. And even like comparing yourself to where your past self thought you would be. Oh my gosh. Like comparing yourself to yourself. Ooh, that's dark too. Or comparing yourself, of course, to other people. But yes, you are where you need to be. You're going to get through this if you're in a funk, if you're in your quarter life crisis right now, even if it's lasted a really long time, you are where you need to be. Try not to overthink everything so much. I know, of course, easier said than done because whenever I was in this, I was overthinking like crazy, especially for the beginning. But just know with time and patience with yourself, be patient with yourself. Of course, I've said that many times. Um, And yeah, trust in the process and just try to do the next best thing that feels good for you. And don't get so overwhelmed with everything all at once. Just one step at a time, one goal at a time. All right, you guys, that is the end of today's episode. I had a great time talking about this today. I feel like it needed to be said. I hope that you guys were able to relate to this. Some of you guys, I hope that maybe it was helpful or even just made you feel less alone if you've gone through this or you are going through this. So thank you guys so much for everyone who submitted. Even if I didn't read yours in this episode, thank you so much for sharing with me your thoughts. You guys can keep up with the podcast on Instagram. It is at unfiltered with Lindsay Hughes for the podcast Instagram. If you want to follow it and support me, that means so very much. And you guys will hear from me again next week. So have an awesome week, you guys. I love you. Thank you as always for listening and you'll hear from me next week. Bye guys. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion? Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.